This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And we're here today to talk about Ninja Turtles number seven, the mm-hmm. original Eastman and Laird. Yeah. Yes. But before we do, what entertainment you've been consuming this week, Luke? Before that. Oh, cheers, sir. We are, this episode is brought to us by Mornington Draft. Yep. This is my first time of having it, and it, it's not too shabby, man. I like it. I'm, I'm terrible because I keep on forgetting what the difference of beer is, like what's a draft. I know a lager is supposed to be heavier. Yeah. And IPA is supposed to be sparkly and, and light. So a draft, what the hell's a draft? I don't know. Yeah, I like it. it. This is, it, it's, I'm a bit, I'm feeling a bit conflicted, right? In that, to me, it seems like it's a, a pretty classy beer, mm. but it's in a can. Yeah, a classy can though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I feel like I don't know if it's you know, a classy beer slumming it or, <laughs> or a slum beer that, you know, 4X beer trying to be more classy than it really is. I think it's trying to be more classy. Yeah. It's a high class beer. I'm used to going to, like, you know, when we used to have big, uh, my, my mother's maiden name is Richardson. Yeah. So, and they're all Canberra based, mm-hmm. majority of them. And when we were kids, they used to have, we used to have pretty regular. Richardson get-togethers, yep, where everyone would get fisters apart on you know, canned canned beer. They get what? <laughs> Pisters apart. Oh right. Fisters apart is when you're <laughs> drunk. That's how you say. <laughs> oh, drunk. Okay. I thought you were just right close family. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not that close. Good. So yeah, you know, so canned canned arms length. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, wrists wrists length. Um, so yeah, canned beer. Was what us poor folk, right? Well, I mean, I was too young to drink back then, but yeah. you know, the poor people would drink and drink and then fight, and everyone would go home and cry. And cans don't shatter on your head, so <laughs> that's good. That's right, man. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's, it's not too shabby though. Morning to like draft. It. I like it. Obviously, we're going to finish these and get back onto yes, because as our long-term listeners would know, mm-hmm. we a lot of the time we drink um, Lucky Buddha beer, and. Um, Thanks to COVID, it's been hard to get Lucky Buddha beer imported into Australia. Hmm. But I got my hands on some fresh into the country today. I don't want to ask how, but I'm glad you did. Yep. It's, uh, that's, why I, that's why I only came in with one six-pack, because they fell off the back of the truck, and I only caught one of them. <laughs> so, um, but Because but I was shaking the truck. That's right. That's right. Um, did you see that news? There was this news article. There was this news. It was a video last year in America. Mm. This guy jumped on a moving truck of wine, oh. of, of, of a, a tanker of wine. So not boxes of wine, but a tanker. Almost like a tanker of oil. Yeah, but, but wine. Okay. And just jumped in swimming and drinking it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, man. Last year in the States. 
Oh, wow. That's pretty classy of an American. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, geez, what got me onto that? Talking about wine and cans, have you seen this can? It was over in America. I saw it. <clears throat> it was a can. A can of wine. A can of wine called Australian Wine. Wow. And I was so furious. <laughs> I bought it. But I was like, what? Yeah, and, but that was it. That's what. That's how they they see wine from Australia. Good wow. enough to be popped into a can. Is it, did, did it taste good? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sure it was delicious for fifty cents. I'm not a I'm not a wine drinker. So I am. Yeah, I proud know. South Australian. But yeah. uh, Again, I came from um, before they gentrificationed. Yeah, Kingston over here. Yeah. Right, Kingston. Yeah, yeah. That's where my family lived when it was slums. Right. My grandparents, yeah, when I was a little baby. Yeah. That was all lower class cul-de-sacs. So they, they ritzed it up and you said, oh, that's not for us. And you moved on. Well, no, no. It's, yes, but no. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's, why I, that's why I don't go there to go to any of the pubs or the restaurants there. Mm. Um, because it's just like none of you fucks cared about this place for so long. Until some rich douchebag came in and made this whole place douchebaggy. Yep. And now all you fucking douchebags have come in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, when yeah. uh, me dear old mum and dad left, uh, forgot me out there one time and left me at grandma's house and got home before they realised they'd left me behind. And, oh, my God. You were home alone. Yeah, came back. I was sitting on the front step just, you know. How long? Uh, well, to get from Queanbeyan to... Kingston, uh, half an hour, fifteen minutes, yeah. half an hour. Yeah, actually, yeah, probably, probably half an hour, forty-five by the time I came back. But my grandma had sweet grass growing on her front step. What's that? I don't know grass, and you'd pick it, it like four-leaf clovers. Oh, okay. But they're really <clears throat> sweet, right? And um, so I would, I just sat there and probably just ate those for forty-five minutes. The one time I did eat a not a four-leaf clover. What, what do you call them? I don't know clover, God sweet grass. Yeah, something like that. I, I did that. I think it was in Queensland, and this guy walked past and said, "Dogs piss on those." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, guardian yeah. angel." Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks for ruining my day. Yeah, just, you know. Jesus, I'm enjoying a sweet treat over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let me tell you what happens to your avocados before they get to the supermarket, douchebag. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so what entertainment you've been devouring this weekend? This so week, oh, actually these last three weeks because. We didn't, yeah. Okay, we didn't podcast last two weeks um, because the Turtle Boy Sports fucking fanatics somehow tracked me down um, and were tired of my shit talking shit about this alt-right Turtle Boy Sports wanker. I've looked into their website. What have they got to do with sports? Nothing. So, you know... Th- yeah. That's exactly it. They, it's very political. It's 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 a breeding ground of hate. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to say because fucking my only experience with dozens of them was they were just hate filled SOBs. Mm-hmm. You know, but they eventually got bored with me. I got a few of them banned from Facebook. Hey, they were leaving really shitty reviews on my comic book page. I read a few of them. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, legally speaking, hello. Yeah, so. You've got some avenues there. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not too stressed about it anymore because, yeah. like I said, they got bo- after I blocked a few of them, they got bored with me. Uh, not blocked a few, got their c- accounts deleted. Nice. Because um, <clears throat> one of them that left a really bad review accusing me of all sorts of yep. fucking shit. Yeah. Um, he was called Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. Right? I had Ozzy Osbourne for a photo. Yeah. So I just 
I'll report the thing. I think this person's impersonating a celebrity. And then they were gone, right? The review, everything was gone because their account was deleted, all their comments and stuff were gone. Next thing, Alicia Silverstone has left me a really bad review. But I respect Alicia Silverstone. And she was probably... But I went and had a look and it was Alicia Silverstone, but it had Ozzy Osbourne's profile picture. So I just, again, again, I was just like... Uh, I've got a feeling this isn't Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. And so that account was deleted as it's well. It might be, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the third one. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't like a celebrity name, but it was obviously not a name. This is almost like going to a hotel and saying, is Barney Rubble in? Yeah. <laughs> like saying, um, oh, fuck, I'm trying to think of some of the ones off The Simpsons. Homer Simpson? No, no, no. You know when Bart rings up? the <laughs> rings up <laughs> yeah. most and, yeah. um <laughs> Oh, I can't even think of any of them. I've been watching Simpsons with my kids, man. I can't even think of any of them right now. There's a movie with, um, it's Notting Hill, and Julia Roberts is having a low-key affair with Hugh Grant. Right. And Hugh Grant has to say, oh, I'm here for, you know, yeah. they give like a, like a cartoon. Amanda. Name. Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> Amanda Hug and Kiss. Hey, guys, there are Amanda Hug and Kiss. I need Amanda Hug and Kiss, don't we all? <laughs> you couldn't do that now, these days. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, anyway. Um, right, well, good so, on so, you. So we didn't, we didn't record last two weeks just because, to be completely honest, I couldn't be asked. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't be bothered. But since everyone got bored of me, I think they got bored of me smart mouthing them back. Because um, that's what I did when I didn't realise what was actually happening and all these people talking smack. I'm just responding with funny gifts and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then one of them threatened me with legal action for defamation of this Turtle Boy Sports. And I was like, it's funny how all you fuckers who crying about there's no more freedom of speech, we should be able to say, I said, you're the first sons of bitches that lawyer up mm. when you don't, when someone says something you don't like. You know, I so, fuck off. I think you've hit the nail on the head when you say it's a breeding ground of hate because I tried to read... The website <clears throat> to see where these chaps were coming from, and it's not coherent. Yeah, like there's no chain of logic in their, um, you know, their views, and I think it all it, it just it's just angry people just sort of sprouting out yeah. and, and clinging onto whatever they can. Yeah, because you can't you can't follow it in any type of sense because mm. you know they they talk a lot about. Um, you know, American politics yeah. and the right does this and the left does that and the Democrats and the Republicans. Republicans yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't flow, it doesn't follow on from this step to that step. Yeah. I mean maybe it does and I'm not picking up on it, but mm. it's just it is. It's I just think, it's just think, random hate. I think society in general is we've passed the logical step by step progression to get to stuff. I think mm. people are born into hate, you know. They're born yeah. as a, I don't know which is which, Democratic, Democrat or Republican. Mm. It's the same over here. You're either born as a conservative or a liberal. Mm. Sorry, I'm just burping my beer. It's good beer. It's great beer. Um, and you don't question it. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part, I think. It's not that extreme here, though, is it? I mean, over in America. No, no, no. Have you been following Twitter with all this talk about what's happening in Victoria? Oh, God, I don't follow. See... Like, I, I actually, I really do parcel off my news. Like, I go to news.com, which is probably terrible. Yeah. And then I go to ABC and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I go to Twitter and I, I don't even know what TikTok is, yeah. you know? Because I think once you're in that, it's an echo chamber. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. I really do like having a distance to everything to make my own sort of judgments. Because once you're in it, in the thick of it, and, and you're not, but it feels like you are when yeah. you're in, in Twitter yeah. um, and Facebook as well. You just it just gets a bit too much, and then you have the algorithms. Yeah, <laughs> let me talk about the algorithms, and then that even it, it, so. Say for example, you go down a rabbit hole of of um, really de- depressing or you know political political stuff. You're just going to get more of that yeah. on your feet, yeah. and so you're drowning in an echo chamber. You know, so you can't step back and take okay. that look. Here's my advice to mm. everyone out there listening, to everyone in this room right now: if you've got Facebook. Get rid of it. Get the fuck off Facebook. Um, but but have a look at the movie club. Yeah, but definitely check out. <laughs> but what I'm saying is even get to the point mm. where you delete, if, if you want to keep Facebook, delete all your friends. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even playing. Delete yeah. all your friends, your good friends, your family, everything. Delete them all. Mm. That way your entire feed is just shit you want to look at. <laughs> You're not, lis- you're not listening to your cousins complaining. You're not listening to some douchebag yeah. bitching and moaning about politics. All you've got is my, my feed now, yeah. because I don't use it socially, yeah. I've got <clears throat> Joker quotes, yeah. I've got Harley Quinn pages, I've yeah. got you know, comic book stuff, I've got... You know what I mean? Like, when I scroll through Facebook now, I'm... I'm um, in my mind, I'm walking like uh, fucking what is it, uh, Leo DiCaprio? Like, because <laughs> it's it's. I'm not listening to people who I like yeah. who are calling me names or because I don't agree with something with them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just That's... shit that I want to see. Shit about movies. Shit about comics. Shit about actors I like. Yep. You know, um, it's but as soon as you put the human factor in there, mm-hmm. right? It's like everything. Once you pop the human factor in, in something, that's where the errors start popping up. I remember I, I first joined Facebook because I just came back from a trip overseas and I, I met a great group of people. It was a, um, I think it was Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then we stayed in contact on something called Bear. It sounds bad. Yeah, I think you uh... <laughs> Or it sounds great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, know, <laughs> anyway, a few, I know a few bears. It's probably uh... good for you, but probably yeah. not for me. But um, <laughs> only because you look like a bear. Well, and you, but... you, would be, you would need to be on something like otter. But I mean, otter. No, otter. you'd be otter. Oh, good. It's like a bear, but not as fat as us. It's just slim. Yeah. Ah, oh, I like otter. A slim dude with a beard. A good looking slim dude with a beard. I'll take that. But anyway, <laughs> so then Facebook came along. We should we all... get someone to make us little cartoon mascots of a fucking bear and an otter. <laughs> you could get a whole nother audience. Oh, Jesus. Hey, guys, yeah. you're very happy to see us. <laughs> Which is great. I, okay, Here's, sorry, I'm just going to take a sidestep. The other night, Yeah. and look, this podcast is obviously not for kids. Okay, guys, so if you've got kids listening, plug their ears up real quick. Mm-hmm. The other night, I dreamed I had sex with Daryl Summers. Right? <laughs> Luke's just about to die. I think he's just choking on his beer. Oh, my God. I didn't expect that at all. But anyway, uh, that, that's how what, was it? It was crazy. <laughs> it was fucking insane. Well, so, yeah. me being me, <clears throat> right, yeah. thinking it's hilarious, I just posted on my social media. Last night... I dreamt I had sex with Daryl Summers. Did you hashtag Daryl Summers? Nah. I didn't want him to get the wrong idea. And then I was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> and then That person's got a point. Was that your mum? <laughs> but then my mate, one of these bears I like, one of these bears who I'm friends with, he's like, he put the gif of um, 
Everdeen, what's her name from Mocking Mockingjay? Oh yeah, and she says I I volunteer for tribute. What does that mean? That means he wants some of <laughs> this <laughs> nice bear uh, action. Oh shit! Well, that's good for the ego. That's it is right. It is. It yeah. is. Good, anyway. good blokes though, those guys. Anyway, <laughs> so how did we get onto that? Oh, because, because you were hanging out on bears dot com. <laughs> I need a bear.com was where you're hanging out with all your so, friends. So this is my first year as a public servant. And my, seriously, it, you know, with my little mentor as a grad, he said, right, what you need to know, Wikipedia, Facebook, go nuts. I was like, oh, all right. So then I got to Facebook and then I spoke to my bear friends. Hey, this is the next big thing. Let's migrate over to Facebook. And they all said, yeah. So well, they're in Canada, they're in Manchester, they're in, they're in um, Ottawa, all this. And so we all went over to Facebook. I'm click-clacking away saying, hey, what I'm, what I'm doing. And then this guy, literally three feet behind me, adds me as a friend. And I turn around to look at him. He doesn't look at me. But I was like, oh, yeah. all right. So yep. then I started becoming friends with people that I see every day. Yep. And over the years, contact with my overseas friends have dwindled Died down. Died off. Which is stupid because that's the whole point. Yep. But then um, I started, because I'm really slow at new technology, I hate it because by the time I've learned it, it's changed. Yeah, yep, yep. Anyway, so I started just joining groups and fan clubs and even started following actors and comic books and stuff. So now my feed, even though I haven't deleted uh, friends... It's just advertisements and this and that. Yeah. And I remember when um, people started saying, oh, do you remember how Facebook was sociable? I was like, yeah, but, oh, I'll buy that. Yeah. Hey, Tom Cruise said something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now it's... What the I, fuck did Tom Cruise say now? Yeah. yeah, so I like it. Like, apart from endless baby photos and engagement photos, and so, yeah, well done, congratulations. Yeah. I actually do like um, the advertising aspect of Facebook because... Damn it, they work hard to please me. Yeah. So whatever and algorithms are at work, they know me see, and, and, and they show exactly me stuff it, I want to see. That's exactly it, though. Once you cut away all the human contact yeah. on that thing, right, and you don't have people talking about politics, you don't have people talking about whatever, right, then the advertisement is, ooh, Dungeons & Dragons! Yes! A new Dungeons & Dragons book, you know, and the then... June trailer just dropped. Oh! Oh, look, talking about bears, right? Right. <clears throat> Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Debatably the most beautiful man in Hollywood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now the son of a bitch has got a beard. Mm. He just about pushed me over the edge, brother. <laughs> he is so gorgeous with that, just that rugged, manly beard. Yep. Jeez, oh, I didn't it's, see the trailer. I just saw that picture. I haven't seen the trailer either. I haven't jumped at it because I... And I'm not one of these people who says no to trailers because I usually love yeah. trailers. But um, if I see it, I'll see it. But I, I'm really looking forward to June. Because I really, I don't like David Lynch movies yep. and TV series. I love his Dune, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people hated it, but as far as I'm concerned, he brought his wackiness to a structure yep. and he married that up. Yep, yep. And fans of Dune and sci-fi didn't like the wackiness, whereas um, I don't like wackiness if it doesn't adhere to a structure. Yeah. So I loved what he brought to it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And so Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve who did... Um, Blade Runner 2. Directed is, it or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's doing this June remake yeah. and it's okay. going to be two movies. I got bored of Blade Runner 2. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, <clears> I, I didn't. Yeah. 
But I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the first Blade Runner. The first one is boring. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I, I remember, yeah, I remember it more fondly than when I tried to watch it again in recent years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no story. Yeah. Like, say, for example, it's like two hours long, let's yeah, say. Yeah. His mission, right, is to hunt down four or five. Oh, is he or isn't he a replicant? Um, replicants. Yeah. He asks, oh, what's their due date? Oh, they'll be dead in four days. All right, I'll All right. see you in five. Yeah. Rubik's Cube it. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's it. Netflix it. Where's my per diem, bitch? That's right, man. I'm just going to sit on my ass. Yeah. And it's almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark. If he did nothing, it wouldn't have changed the outcome at all. Yeah, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I love it. You love it. If, he, if Indy did fuck all, the Nazis, yep. spoilers, would have opened uh, up the Ark <laughs> of Covenant, spoilers, and they all have died. And all their faces would have melted. Yeah. That's right. And he wouldn't have, spoilers, gotten the Ark anyway, because yeah. they shipped it off anywhere. So he, as much running around and Nazi punching him that he did, he did nothing yeah. in that whole storyline. Yeah, Blade Runner, spoilers, <laughs> he nearly, he gets saved by the bad guy. Yeah. He's getting the shit pounded out of him, nearly drops off a building, gets saved, then he watches the bad guy die. Yeah, yeah. And he could have done that in his office. Yes. <laughs> So, Blade Runner 2, the, the, the reason that was a bit of a hiccup is because on the poster and for the, um, the, the PA, the advertising and the, and the junket, it was Ryan Gosling with a hilarious Harrison Ford. And so, you're watching the movie and you're into the third act of a two and a half hour yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and you're waiting for the movie to start because yeah. you where the fuck is Harrison Ford? He gets revealed as a surprise. Hey, everybody, he's back. He's like, I know. Yeah, he was on the he's poster. He's on the poster. And so it's only then that you can feel like the movie started yeah, yeah. and you're in the third act. And you've got 30 minutes to go. That's it. Yeah, yeah. right. But anyway, your question. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've gone down, uh, talking about tangents and, and, um, and rabbit holes, after Man- Mindhunter yep. and Hannibal... Yep. I don't know what's happened. It's almost like a wormhole has opened up and I'm tapping into 1990s Loki and I've gone on the serial killer binge. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. just been sucking everything up and I've just gotten into, like, uh, true crime now. Yeah. And usually I don't because it's just so mawkish and, and makes you feel gross. But I can't help myself. So yeah. I watched um, the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Was, is that the show with that good-looking boy? No. So this is okay. a three-part three documentary, right. I think 45-minute parts. Yep. And <clears throat> basically, it's going through voice recordings of Ted Bundy, but then they mix it with a documentary of his shenanigans. Do you know much about Ted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't. I just, I just saw him as like a good-looking serial killer, and that was it. Whereas, and this sounds so gross and macabre, but I like my serial killers to be a little bit more romantic, like Hannibal Lecter and all that, yeah, yeah, and to yeah. have a bit of mythology behind them. Yep. So, you know, shooting someone um, doesn't sound that interesting. Yeah, and this sounds so callous. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about in terms of, you know, media and yeah, watching things. Yeah, yeah. But the more that I got into Ted, you, you find out he was despicable and disgusting. Yeah. But the way he... You know, got away with it, in quotes, because he, spoilers, he fucking didn't. He didn't. Um, but I, I read another article about the documentary, um, and, and you talk about white privilege, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, white male privilege, because people are saying how charismatic he was and how good-looking he was, 
blah blah blah. And you think, well, he's not that good looking. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah, yep. And, um, and maybe he's charismatic, I don't know. He's not that intelligent. I think he was very articulate. And so I think people misconstrued that for intelligence because an intelligent man wouldn't have done what he did in the courtroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, <clears throat> and then he also had this look, which, which I think is um, on point that they discuss in the uh, documentary, that was very hard to pin down because he was... People would sort of... And it's like we spoke about before in, in movies, they would take away what what they were projecting onto his image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like what you do with a with a um, a cipher on a, on a movie. Yep. So like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, um, Harry Potter and in in whatever, they're so blank and expressionless. You're taking what you're projecting onto it. Yeah, yeah. So with this guy, that's what people were doing, you know, and him being able to operate like he was and getting through. Um, you know, uh, well, getting along very well with law enforcement and even a judge for his case, you know, where he was facing the death penalty. Spoilers, he didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are people who are projecting onto him yeah. and receiving back, ah, he's a stand-up white male, yeah. you know, and he, and he looks intelligent, he fills out a suit, he must be a good guy. Yeah. He must be an intelligent guy, and he, this is such a shame because he would have been such a, um, a benefit to society. Yeah. And it's like, the shame is that he murdered 30-plus women. Yeah. Yeah. That's the shame. It's, yeah. And, and I mean, <clears throat> and that, that's fucking media for you. Mm. You know, I mean, as you're saying, yeah, it's on a personal level. Um, but, you know, it was like that fucking Ivy League swimmer who raped that woman in the alleyway. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. judge is like, oh, it's too bad he threw away his... Yeah, his swimming career. It's like, uh, no, it's too bad he raped the shit out of that woman, you yeah. fucking idiot. And what about the two lads who, you know, who... Stopped him. Stopped him, you know. They yeah. were they were exactly the same type of, well, type, meaning Ivy League whatevers, and they chose not to do that. Exactly, man. Yeah, no, it's a shame that he destroyed a woman's, well, close to a, yeah. a woman's life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was disturbing, disturbing yep. and I was like, right, shit, well, God, I'm going to watch Spunky McSpunkerson, Zac Efron. Yep, yep. And so I watched that movie. Yep. And it's it's a great pairing because watching them side to side, they get so much and they really do it through one of his um, romantic entanglements point of view as well. Yeah. Like, she really wants to trust that he didn't do any of these things and you're in it with them because I like Zac Efron. Yeah. You like Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah. And you're watching this knowing where it ends up. You're thinking, how could he be denying this for so long? And how can he be getting away with it? Is he nuts? Is he insane? Is he very clever? Turns out, really, to be completely honest, he's hollow. Yeah. There's nothing to him yep. apart from what we're projecting onto him. Yeah. I've got to say, um, this is why I, I listen to this podcast called The Last Podcast on the Left. Mm. And they do episodes like, you know, five-part episodes focusing on serial killers and stuff. All right. But they really... What they really point out is just what fucking losers they are. Yeah. Because they're mm. like, you know, yeah, we, we, we get this, you know, serial killers, they're like Jason Voorhees or, mm. you know, these big mythical things he goes no they're just fucking losers yeah yeah you know that their mum either hugged them too much or didn't hug them enough or whatever you know what i mean mm. um so i like that because that puts it into perspective that oh. yeah they're just fucking wankers you i know? think you're right um, about the media too that i mean they're obviously lusting for a story to yeah. sell so yep. they sex it up to hell and back yeah. um they're they're not they're not geniuses they're not no. and uh you know as uh, i mean jeffrey dahmer i think is a really interesting one because of the romantic stuff that he did to his victims. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the um, 
inspirations for either Hannibal or uh, or the other fellow, Buffalo Bill. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then and then you see and then yeah. So I watched a documentary on him. I watched a movie about him as well, and it's just mundane and horrible. And yep. you know he's got this struggling, um, burgeoning homosexuality in the late seventies, I think it was, yeah, yep. or eighties, and 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 other things going on as well. Drunk out of his brain all the time, and he'd do these horrific acts only because, um, you know, and getting away with it, not because he was trying to get away with it, but because cops at the time weren't really interested in yeah. in dead homosexuals yeah. popping up everywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and again, it does, it's not a mastermind, it's not a genius, it's just, you know, the social context of the time of yep. these empty losers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've been watching, but (laughs) in terms of comic books, I've finished um, Walking Dead a while back, and I got wind of this thing called Invincible. And I don't know if you told me about Invincible, but other people have as well, I think. I finally went, all right, let's do it. Love it. So I'm... I'm smashing the the, the big um, collected oh, the, editions. The, the omnibus. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And there's 20 of those. Yeah. You know, Look, so. man, I, I, I was collecting them as trade paperbacks, you mm. know, collecting six issues a pop. And I think I got to volume 17 or something. Yeah. And then I was sort of going through some rough money times and I had to really cut back what I was reading. And I, I'd never picked it up again, but mm. I did really love that book. Did you get up to the first type of twist? With his... Happy, mm-hmm. yes, good, yeah. Um, because yeah, I because I was reading a little bit behind the scenes. Everyone I, listening is probably like, It's been out <laughs> for a f- 15 years, has man. it? Oh, something like that, man. It's, it, it's, it looks so fresh, yeah, you know, like yeah. it, it's sprightly, gorgeous colors, yeah. And when the ultraviolet kicks in, um, it's even more disturbing because yeah. they're kitty kitty characters, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's loving the genre of, of superhero comics, but he's also elevating it up because we're seeing stuff that we haven't really. Yeah tapped into before yeah. and so he gives us our super heroics and then gives us a little bit more and um behind the scenes i was i was watching an interview with robert kirkman yep and somebody else and he was just re- re- retelling the story of i think it was his publisher saying dude whatever you got up your sleeve you've got to drop it now because you've only got so many issues left he's like, oh no I'll, I'll get it done in 10 more because no, no no you've got three. Oh. So it forced his hand to drop that first twist. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fine, you know? Like, say, for example, your arguably one of your favourite characters is um, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could have the canon structure of Hellboy, his intro, his life, and then his death, but you can always tap into other yeah. you know, events of that timeline yeah, yeah, yeah. and go, oh, there's a story about this timeline, you know? So get rid of the you know, the core, and they can have all these other little spin-offs. Like, why not? That's yeah. fine. Well, that's, that's exactly what they did with Hellboy. There mm. was actually the story, which which is the last Hellboy story. Mm. And I thought, oh, no, they, they, you know, because Mike Mignola, if he, he kills off a character, yep. they stay dead, bitch. Yep. Like, my favourite character in the run was Roger the Homunculus. Oh, he doesn't die? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Again, I was going to say, that was 15 years ago, bitch. Yeah. But, you know, they killed him, and I'm like, oh, they'll bring him back. And then, like, an issue later... They went into the afterlife to bring him back, and he was like, hey, I've finally got peace. Don't bring me back. You know, leave me. And so then they just went on without him. And then, So when they were killing Hellboy, killing Mm. the story off, finishing the book, you know, I was just like, oh, no. You know, I know he doesn't bring him back. And, like, I had the final issue, and it took me, like, weeks to even open it and read it. Yeah. And then I read it, and I was like, that was such a brilliant ending to the whole Hellboy universe. 
And then, like, two months later, it's like, oh, Hellboy 1946. <laughs> Hellboy 1957. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, thank you. Yeah. You had me worried, but... Does it take away from the ending? No. All right. It's such a beautiful ending. Like, it wraps up. It's it's beautiful. It is. Because that's what, you know, people are thinking about, having Robert Downey Jr. coming back to the Marvel Universe in prequel movies, like Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Is that what's happening? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. And also coming back as the voice of, instead of Jarvis, it's, and it makes sense that it'd be Tony Stark, but <clears throat> why would Disney want to spend $75 million a movie to get his voice back? But then again, would that take away from his awesome, spoilers, death scene at the end of the yeah. Last Avengers movie? Mm. I don't think so. No, I don't think no so. No one stays dead in a comic book movie. Except yeah. for if it's written by Hellboy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, written by Hellboy. Hellboy writes his own comics. Yeah, um, so this week I've been watching a show on Netflix called Away. Oh, sci-fi. Yep. It's got <clears throat> Hilary Swank. Cool. Um, other actors. I don't know who they are. Mm. But they're good. Uh, basically, she's an astronaut. Yep. They're heading to Mars. And that's it. It sounds very simple. Mm. There's five astronauts all going to Mars, but it, it comes back to her husband who trained to be an astronaut but had a stroke. So, Oh, right. And, and they've got a teenage daughter. Oh, so, so he can't go up. So he couldn't go. So he has to. she has to go in her space. She goes. Yep. And he stays at home. Is with, she an astronaut anyway? Yeah, she is. They both oh, they, it's not oh, just. I, I had a stroke. Can I send my wife up? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure no worries. Um, good show. Cool. Season one, I'm, I'm seven episodes in. Yeah. Ten episodes. Um, is it a mini series? I think it's it's going to go on okay. to another season two. Yeah, you know, crying like a little bitch. Oh wow! There's like in the first four episodes, two of those episodes, I'm like, <laughs> don't look at me, don't look at me. Yeah. Um, but it's because that was showing up because I watched that other sci-fi movie uh, or TV series, and what I was saying was dopey as all hell. It was starring oh, yeah, a girl yeah, from yeah. Um, Lady. What was that called? It was, um, but it was so dopey. Yeah. And so this showed up saying, because you saw this rubbish TV show, how about another this rubbish one? TV show? Yeah. Uh, and I guess I was a bit of a snob because I saw yeah. Hilary Swankerson. Uh, I was like, oh, didn't you win an Oscar a couple of years ago? <laughs> Again, probably it? 15 years ago, dude. Yeah. Million Dollar Baby. That's an old friggin' movie. Did she an Oscar for that one? Did she? Uh, why, Did what she? were you thinking about? Uh, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. But um, so it was good. So that's great. So yeah, I'll give look, it a look. Give it a go. Mm. Um, like I said, I've got three more episodes to go, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, and comic books-wise, this morning... What, what? That sound. Is no, I don't hear no sound. Right. Yep. If the listeners can hear it. If they are regular ni- listeners, I apologise. If you're a fan of Total Boy Sports, fuck you. <laughs> um, and this morning I read an Australian comic book. It's mm-hmm. two issues out so far called I Am Ned. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, I think you Instagrammed I, I the, Instagrammed it. As, yeah. as soon as I finished the second one, I was like, the world has to know. And um, so it's basically post-apocalyptic Australia. Yeah, right. Right. And... Um, after World War Four, every country just built massive walls, even through the ocean, to isolate themselves from every other country. Oh, God. So Australia's got a big wall around it in the ocean. Uh, New Zealand's not there anymore. It's been bombed to shit. Japan's not there. 
You know what I mean? So it's and um, in Australia, some politicians said we need to get back to our Australia, right? Mm. And so they eliminated a lot of the technology, right? As far as like internets and stuff to keep us isolated. Yep. You know, so a lot of technology isn't used anymore. And then zombie outbreak. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we really don't know what's happening outside of Australia right now. Yeah. But then there's this guy who's obviously, you know, looked back in history and saw, oh, this guy Ned Kelly had this armor on. Mm-hmm. I could put this armor on and just fucking kill zombies. It, yeah. Because that, the armor makes sense. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not getting in there. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, an interesting twist on the zombies as well mm-hmm. is zombies have sort of uh, organized. Okay. And they're semi-intelligent. Okay. And uh, look, all I can just recommend, you know, Google it, find it. It's a, it's a it's only two issues so far. Okay. Really, I really dig it. Do you know who's making them? I mean, do you know them? Are you friends with oh, them? Oh, no, no. But the guy who wrote it did uh, a one-page story in my Australia Burns oh, yeah, anthology. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't know him personally, but I know him through that. Mm. Um, and look, this book, I've seen this book at the comic shop a number of times and I've sort of looked and gone, oh yeah, and passed it by. But I decided to finally read them this morning and it's just like, good comics, man. Cool. Good on it's you. It's really cool. Very that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I like it when we find something that's unapologetically Australian. Mm. Even if it is a, a, a zombie story set in the future, post-apocalyptic world, but it's still like, you know, it's fucking Ned Kelly, you know. But it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we're talking about it. walls all the time now, you know, even in America. Yeah. And, you know, we're the same, let's be yeah. honest. And yeah. um, that's great. Yeah, political parody, why not? Yeah. And zombies always always helps. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very cool. So if you guys, if you can get your hands on that, check out your comic store. I'm not sure, exactly sure where else you get it, but... They, they they stock it near here. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, listen, guys, we're going to have a quick break. You're going to hear a, a, a message from our sponsor. And uh, we'll be back to talk Ninja Turtles. Cool, cool. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, That's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde-organising power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, This makes no sense. In 2021, they realised we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, This is pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified Motion Picture Academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. Uh, That's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, waitingfordoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. Welcome back, Turtle Boys and Turtle Girls. (laughs) Um, Look, there was actually a couple of things I wanted to bring up real quick before we get into talking about this comic. First things first is Chadwick Boseman Mm. passed last week. Yep. 
son of a bitch fighting cancer while making kick-ass movies. Yeah, they they pretty much looked at... I mean, as soon as he broke out, that's when he was diagnosed. And um, he kept it under his belt for four years. Yeah, yeah. And so apparently, yeah, he was undergoing chemo and all that while he was shooting all these Marvel movies and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, uh, yeah, rest in peace over there. Chadwick, my boy. Yeah, like... um, Sorry, that's saying boy is racist so i didn't mean that was, i mean in the highest respect because I, I i like him he's, he's a great actor and not just because he was you know in a fucking superhero movie you know what i mean like he's but what a superhero movie yeah yeah you know it, it i think it was um that broke a billion and <clears throat> it was it was predominantly you know black led yeah. and, and also behind the camera as well yep director writers all that sort of stuff and it really um you know brought such a new sort of look to the superhero genre yeah 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 and and the mythology and then design and all that and it was just such a great addition and really showed that when you start having you know diversity behind the camera as well as in front yeah. but behind is really important it's not the end of the world yeah we can we can get new stories and, yeah. and new perspectives on these stories yeah. which which is great for film lovers yeah yeah yeah, definitely. I agree completely. Yeah. And I loved the, I guess, I think they were calling it Afrofuturism. Oh, yeah. You, you know, the, the, the aesthetic of the film. Yeah. Which I, I fucking fell in love with. It's almost like steampunk, isn't it? Yeah, very much, it, man. You're looking at, um, you know, uh, African mythology, but also, you know, past history yep. fused with the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, look, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick. Uh you know, I mean, as much as we enjoyed the film, you know, I've been seeing on social medias and that, you know, little African-American kids, you know, setting up all their superheroes, having fucking memorials, yep. you know, for this actor who basically showed them, look, you don't have to, you don't have to be stuck with being the sidekick, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can be the hero. And that's really fucking, you know, for these kids really warmed my heart this week, you know, and you can be uh, the king. You can be the king, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's actually speaking about that movie is, um, I think that's another thing that just separated it, Black Panther from all the other Marvel movies, is like him being royalty, mm. being a real leader of a country, as opposed to a superhero. There was a real difference. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like almost like, look, I'm above your civil war nonsense except for the fact that you killed the king of my country. Mm. You know what I mean? That's um, the only way they could hook him in yeah. because he's got he's got different shit. That's he's got yeah, he's got yeah. a, he's got to run a country. You know? I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that because you know, we're very used to comic book um, characters <clears throat> who are struggling with their normal everyday problems. Yep. So, you know, great example is Peter Parker. Yep. He's like, oh, I've got all these worries and this and oh, I've got this curse of being a superhero as well. Yeah. My favorite is Batman. Yep. But he's basically a rich selfish bachelor, you know? Like yep. he's got all the resources in the world to look after himself and then he goes off to fight for his city. Yeah. He's just purging demons you yeah, know that's yeah. it whereas and we're always looking at the journey of the hero yep. you know becoming a hero yep. with black panther his his problem is not the journey it's maintaining yeah it's yep. it's being a king and all that comes with that yeah because we're we're also used to watching the you know becoming king or the fall of a king yeah. game of thrones yeah. you know but what about that that 
prime spot in there. How do you be a good leader? How do you be a good man? Yeah. Can you be a good man if yeah. you're also a leader? Yeah. You know, like when you have to make decisions um, that affect a whole nation. Yeah. Um, it was it was really strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, didn't want to do on that too much, but, you know, he's, he's, he's an actor I respected. He gave us hours of entertainment, you know, mm. uh, regardless if it was superhero stuff or not. And, uh, yeah, so rest in peace, my man. Yep. The other piece of news I wanted to give you... On, on the other spectrum of uh, sobriety, is they've announced they're going to do a RoboCop prequel TV show. Can we just make it stop? No, we can't. Oh. This is what happens, Luke. This is what happens when you make shows like Pennyworth and Gotham popular. Did you watch Gotham? No, I watched the first season. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. This, I would no, say... no, no, no. Listen, I don't right. want to hear you defend it. This is, <laughs> this is what happens when yeah. studios see, hey, we don't need Batman to get the Batman fans. Mm. Right? We don't need Robocop to get the Robocop fans. Yeah? We don't need Ninja Turtles. What if they do a Ninja Turtle prequel show? No. <laughs> some kid going to school and, and leave some turtles on yeah, the shelf. April O'Neil walking past a, toy, uh, yeah. a pet shop at these turtles every day. Yeah. We don't need that shit. That's what I mean. It's like shirking away from heroes in their prime. It's like they can't handle stories with that, so yeah. they have to take it all the way back and leave it as titula- titillation almost. Yeah. I mean, Smallville, 10 years, he didn't even put the suit on. Yeah. And that's what we're waiting for, you know? And um, Gotham actually started off as Smallville. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was supposed to be Bruce Wayne coming Batman. And DC, probably quite rightly, back then said, no, we're going to keep Bats in his own yeah. movie universe. What about Superman? Sure, but don't show the suits, yeah. you know? And um, Gotham sort of got me after a while, only because they, they realized... I don't want to hear you defend it. No, no. I don't want to hear you defend it. No, no. <laughs> they realized that... And I really do like the actor who played Jim Gordon. He's from... Uh, the he's, OC. Yeah. I like... He's actually really he was quite good. good. He was good. He was good. But... The character of Jim Gordon doesn't have an arc. Yeah. He's a good cop. That's it. And that's the one thing in, in the sea of criminality of Gotham yep. that Batman saw. He goes, right, he's going to be my contact. Yeah. He's my man. Because even the other good cops in the show, um, <clears throat> B- Bullock? Bullock? They come after. No, no, because he was, he was the partner with oh, the beard. Oh, oh, yeah, in Gotham. So, but, yeah, yeah, in but Gotham. He's not, he's dodgy. But, but what I'm saying is he's a... Good cop, quote unquote, yeah. but even the good cops are crooked in some way, yeah, shape, yeah. or form. Whereas Jim, yeah, is, Jim is just straight edge. Yeah. And they tried to, and from what I can gather, they couldn't do Bruce anymore because you know Batman's in the in the movies. Yep. So they're gonna have this this development yeah. of this character. He doesn't develop. Yeah. He's a good cop. That's it. He might start as a as a rookie and then a police officer, or whatever you call him, yep. and then up to sergeant, what, what, and all that sort of thing to commissioner. But that's it. Like, his strength is not changing. Yeah. Of, of being unbreakable, of being, um, what's he called? Untouchable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can make, might do that for a season. Yeah. Then they go, oh, shit. Batman doesn't hit the scene for 20 years. Let's start releasing all of his villains. Yeah. So all the villains come out of the woodwork without Batman. But where we did see that character development, though, was with Penguin. Oh, my God. We should have, and I think I would have stuck with it, if he yeah. stayed the main protagonist, mm-hmm. antagonist, protagonist. If it was, if, if yeah. the whole show was following him mm. from being the little bootlicker yep. to becoming this organized kingpin. crime kingpin. Yeah, you that know. would have been great. Would but, have been great. Spoilers. 
as it goes, it goes crazy. So what they do, you know, once you get into the thick of Gotham, they go, you know what, this isn't working out. We're just releasing all the bad guys. Um, it's going to be colourful. We're going to be taking from Batman 66, yep. from the Tim Burton movies, yep. even from Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And you're watching, and if you're a fan of Batman, it's almost like, shit, Batman's not here, but there's so much more going on yeah. that you can like and yeah, enjoy. but that's the thing. I man. know what you mean, though. I yeah. know, I know. It's like showing me a... A, a, a prequel Predator movie. Mm. Actually, no, that fucking rock with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, Just sitting around having a whiskey and a like, cigar. Like, a, like no, well, Schwarzenegger yeah. would be out doing some rescue missions and shit. So, so sure. that's, that's, I'd watch that. A yeah. prequel Alien movie. Yeah. Where they're just mining, they're just miners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's no aliens. The thing is, so Gotham, for me, gets a pass because of what they did with the ambiance and the history and what they could do with it anyway. It was enjoyable, yeah. right? Um, for me anyway, because yeah. I'm a massive Batman fan, I'm not going to touch Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. That sounds bad. I would. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. But yeah. no, because like, fuck you. I, I've i gone through this with Gotham. Yeah. You're going to go back with that Batwoman I gave it a go yeah. but they try to again reinvent Gotham yeah. and this character of Batwoman really is contingent on Batman because yeah. she just walks into his Batcave reconfigures the Batsuit uses Lucius Fox's son you know saying oh I'm an, I'm an independent hero no you're not, no, you're not. You, you just stole all Batman shit you just stole it all <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not the development of the hero it's a squatter yeah um, but Robocop without Robocop it's a grim, grim reality. Yeah. And Robocop, a bit like Jim Gordon, they had to select a pure, pure of heart hero. Yeah. They had to, you know, spoilers for Robocop in 1983. They, they moved this guy into an area to die, yeah. to get murdered, so they could use him for Robocop. Yeah. Like, that's the society. And those were the, those were the bigwigs yeah. who, who manipulated this, this, this yep. heart of warrior to become this, this robot. So, without Murphy around, who's there to lock on to? Yeah. You know? And also, I understand why Warner Brothers wouldn't want to muddy the waters with Batman in TV, because they want people to go see a Batman movie, and of course we're all going to see a Batman movie. Yeah. Um, Robocop, I think you're safe. Yeah. I don't think he's that sacred a cow. Yeah. That, um, it's a TV series? Yeah. They had a Robocop TV series. They had two of them, two yeah, different I, ones. I think I've still got some of the DVDs. Yeah, right. They're com- two complete different series. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and the cartoon, too. I never saw the cartoon, though. But No, no. But, you know, if you've got... Um, oh, what's that one? Uh, that, that science fiction movie with uh, Joel Hinneman? Hin- um, where you get sleeved? It's cyberpunk? Anyway, the star of the new RoboCop movie, the reboot, yeah, yeah. Joel something. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He's in that sci-fi-looking Blade Runner universe thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't see why he can't do a RoboCop series with with great production values on Netflix. Yeah. You know? Like, if, if they can do these really awesome you know, science fiction TV series, get RoboCop. Yeah. Why not? The suit's still somewhere yeah whack it on someone give it a bit of a polish yeah and, yeah they did a i think peter weller came back for a kfc ad it was robocop busting in saying you know with, with a mustache offering <laughs> nice. kfc chicken and people went nuts nice so the character's still recognizable people still love it yeah. pop it on there yeah bitch. are, are you gonna tune into this 
Nah. Uh, look, look. I, I need to find out more information. Have you ever read Garfield without Garfield? Yeah, yes. <laughs> With John just <laughs> just talking, talking to himself. <laughs> oh, it's a, that is genius. But that's what it is. Yeah. It's you're looking for a hint, you know. And that's why when um, George Lucas had an idea where he was going to do a Star Wars um, series, yep. you know, all in Australia, and it was going to, you know, every now and then you might hear about Darth Vader or you might see one of the you know from the core trilogy fuck all that I don't want to have to be watching um, a a series of at the end of season you know three you see Vader's left ankle you know just give me the good stuff well yeah look in a way in a way, I would. I Unless guess, you're developing to something bigger, and I guess because of my love hate relationship with Star Wars, mm. I was like Rogue One. Okay, mm. I thought that was the best Star Wars movie they've ever done. That's right. I said that was the best Star Wars movie they have ever done. Better than Empire. Better than Empire. Oh. I thought in this age of Marvel movies yep. where no one dies. Because we're franchising, bitch. Yeah. We need to sell action figures. We need to sell comic books. No one dies. Mm-hmm. They killed off everyone in Rogue One. They do. Right? So it's... it's. But then what do they do? What do you mean? That... Oh, they tie spoilers. it into the... Yeah. This... this hu- we, we watch, one by one, all of our heroes dying, and then our two leads... Do they even kiss? No, they just... Not they, even. They're just comforting each other. It's all right. Yeah, but you think... You know, no, class. but the, see, no, okay. Right. Now this is another thing, right? All right. Is that, and I'm going to go back to uh, 2019 Hellboy. Um, who was it? 2020? No, to, to 2019. Know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> People complain, right? That oh, look, every movie it has to have a romantical, mm-hmm. bloody thing. You know, every movie has to be the origin of a superhero. Every movie has to have a romantical lead Hellboy yep right it wasn't an origin story yep it was just fucking flat out action and it didn't have a romantical lead it was everyone, a father and son story everyone hated it though but I mean it wasn't a romantical thing of no. course it's a father <clears throat> and son story that's what Hellboy's about right okay um, but everyone hated it mm. Rogue One because there wasn't a romantical connection you're saying and not just you but you know no, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. Like, I'm, I'm just making a joke. Okay. But okay. then we see this massive explosion yep. take out our two leads, yep. right? And so we're stunned for a minute because then suddenly, ah, oh, do you remember A New Hope? No, here's Vader yep. and here's Princess Leia. That's actually the point I was getting to yeah. is that I, throughout the movie it was like, oh, look, um, Senator... Oregano or yep. whatever his name yeah. is, you know. Um, oh, look, C-3PO, R2-D2. Oh, look, whatever, whatever. Mm. By the time it got to fucking Princess Leia at the end, mm. I was just like, we get it. It's a Star Wars movie. We get it. I was watching Rogue One going, oh, yeah, he's like Han Solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a bit like Princess Leia. No. No, no, I was. And then I went to the toilet and back. This is the cinema, and I hate doing that, but yeah. I didn't mind this one. And then we got to the point where, um, you know, everyone dies. 
And then we go, oh, there's Princess Leia's ship. Oh my god, there's Darth Vader. How awesome is he? He's doing all these things with lightsaber and force. And that guy, he cuts in half and all that. And then we see CG Princess Leia. Then she literally says, hope. And I'm like, yeah! I was the opposite. And it, and it, but it completely undermined... Yeah. Those characters' deaths a minute before, yeah, and, I, and I bet that was part of the reshoot because they did yeah, a lot yeah. of reshoots it on was, that. It was, and I think instead of ending on a downer, they made everyone more excited to hey, let's go back to our library shelves and dust off a, a new hope. Yeah, but because it reminded me how awesome that movie is, and what actually when you say Princess Leia, CG Princess Leia turned around mm. on the big screen, she looked like fucking princess fiona it, it was terrible it was terrible it? cg yeah. and i was just like yeah fuck yeah. yeah but look having said all that i'm saying in this in this era of we've got to sell captain america action figures we've got to sell black widow comic books we've got to sell whatever they were like you know what's the opposite to brave cowardly storytelling mm. would have three quarters of the heroes survive so they can turn up in another movie so we mm. can sell more shit Think about it, though. Like in A New Hope, yep. when they talk, when Princess Organa, oh, hang on, what's her name? Princess the, Leia. No, the the leader. Um, oh god, the redhead. She's she's showing the oh, Death, yeah. Pi- Death Star plans. She says Mary ba- many Banthams died for this information. So really, all you needed to show was a couple of Banthams or whatever they're called die, and that's it. Bothans. Bothans. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> look at you going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one with the love hate relationship with Star Wars, but it's, <coughs> it's Bothans. That's it. So, the, re, you know, real, in, I say in reality, none of this is reality. Yeah, yeah. But um, so none of our key players needed to have died. You know, yeah. all just Bothans should have died. Yeah. Well, but so. doesn't that also speak about the pointlessness of, pointlessness of war where people sacrifice their lives to um, accomplish missions? Mm-hmm. Um, Expendable. Yeah. And they're forgotten about. Yeah. There's also. Scenes in the ad, in the trailers, that didn't make it into the movie. Yeah, right, okay. Because in the movie, I got... Well, sorry, in the trailers, I got more of a feeling that our little bands of rebels were even rebelling within the rebellion. Yeah, right. You know? And so they went off on the splinter mission yeah. on their own, you know? Like against yeah. the, the support yep, of the yep. rebels. I, I like all that. But, um, yeah, I thought it was all derivative of what we've seen before. Yeah. You know? It's no, like, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. I get you. All right, fuck it. Let's get into this comic. Cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 7 from 1942. So March 1986. Yep. And they've already started reprinting previous issues. Yeah, right. So we're two years out from the launch of the first issue, 1984. And they discuss here that they... They're onto the third reprinting of TMT number two. Right. So these guys are going nuts. At this point, I mean, we've already done the micro comic Raphael. Yep. They've also done another one. Yep. And they talk about doing a third one, Donatello. Right. Right. And so they're doing that. And we're going to have to look into Turtle Soup at some point. Fuck, okay. No. Turtle Soup and also Tales of the TMNT. Jesus. So we've got four comic books coming out. Monthly or biannually? Uh, it was like every three months or something. Yeah, from what we were looking at. With yeah, yeah. And things. So, so they're going nuts. They're also doing Gizmo, and they're also doing a couple of other um, issues. Prime Slime Tales, wow, okay. where Jim Lawson um, is is coming in through that as well. Yeah, right. So these guys, Mirage Studios, it's not just turtles. Yeah. They're, they're doing a lot of other things. Well, see, I think if the demand's there. You know what I mean? Like, customers are still eating that shit up. 
of the turtles or anything else? Well, turtles. Well, absolutely. But so, but but then but they don't it, need anything. But else. what I'm saying though is, yeah, the other things they're bringing under the banner is probably just to fill the, you know what I mean, to fill the demand of people saying, "Give us more, give us more, give us more." No, I reckon. I reckon it's artistic. Yeah, I reckon just to keep them sane. You know, like as a, I mean, well, you're looking after one comic at the moment. You yeah. had two. Would you find yourself restricted as an artist if you only just did one thing? I mean, I read an interview years and years later. Then all this, Peter Laird, he was at a signing convention and um, and he was saying, well, you know, guess guess what I've drawn professionally? Like, you know, how many figures I've done? He goes, well, yeah, how many? Turtles. Yeah. So Peter Laird has only ever drawn turtles. Yeah, right. Or turtle-related yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, Kevin Eastman, he's a mad hatter. He's yeah. run around and done everything. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I've, I've been seeing, his, like, you talk about how he has been doing layouts of the... Um, I what are they called? IMDb. Yeah, ID, IDW. IDW. He also does covers. Yeah, he does. He, yep. you know, Batman, this and that, and everything. Before all this, I love this cover. It, yeah, it's it's just chaotic, and we finally get a sense of the colors of the yeah. Triceratons. Yeah, because I it was only really that I remembered seeing a um a toy like an old toy figurine of these guys that they're orange. Yeah. I was like, what? Orange? I don't know why, but I thought they'd be grey, i.e. black and white comic. Yeah. Um, I like the more diluted orange-brown. Yeah, yeah. Because they look a little bit better. But, um, yeah, this, this, I mean, it's a comic page panel um, cover, but it's a spread. Yeah. You know, yeah. front and, and back. And all hell is breaking loose. We've got a great mix of, of you know, Army Man, um, the Krang, uh, the Turtles, obviously, Triceratops, yep, tons, tons, yep, and and bloody robot in the center, <laughs> fugitoid. Let it slide, guys. Yeah, guys, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. But it's awesome. I love it. And um, on my um, digital copy, I think I'm back to smudgy, smudgy goodness. Yeah, actually, that's something I picked up when I was reading my copy as well. <clears throat> yeah, um, that mine's obviously a reprint, um, a black and white reprint. But yeah, it's got that smudgy goodness. Oh, oh no! Shit. Sorry, guys. Just. Dropped my computer in the hummus. Um, Before yeah. we get started as well. All oh, right, part two is brought to us by Lucky Buddha Beers. Thank you, Glad to be Jesus. Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny on so many levels. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so we are back to our, our lovely smudgy, what we fell in love with. Mm, I love it. And um, I actually really enjoyed this issue. Yeah. Um, I'm largely going on... By memory, unfortunately, Tim, sorry. I, I didn't get to sit down and, and smash it like I usually do. Yeah. But um, it's it's great. It, it operates as a standalone as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very much. It's, it's a great um, jumping on point, even though I feel like the whole series has been coming to this point. Mm. Um, it is a great point to to, to be, you know, be your first Ninja Turtle book. Yeah. Um, I mean, what we've said previously about the previous issue, I think they could have spent a little bit more time on the Triceraton world. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily just to get through all that ream of plots, but to have it build to this moment. Yeah. You know, like, yep. have a couple of issues, and then again, you know, an issue for this is 37 pages. Yeah. What's an issue now in comic book land? 20, 22. Yeah. So, okay, let's give these guys slack, because they give a lot. Um so that's two issues, yeah. really, on, yeah. a, on another planet. Um, look, I, I would have personally liked to have seen... Yeah, because I remember finishing last issue, it was yeah. like, oh, that's over too quick. I would have liked to have seen more of the um, 
uh, I can't think of a better way to say it, but the, the Planet Hulk type gladiator scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let them have a few battles. Build up to it. Let them be a slave. You know what I mean? Um, well, just learn about the culture. Yeah. Learn about the, the environment. Well, I mean, not, not unlike Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he was there, he had to do a few fights and stuff. Yeah, and he had to learn about, you know, who's who and what's going on. Yeah, and, and like I said before, I like to have shaved it all down to, what's his name again, the robot? Fugitoid. Fugitoid and the turtles on the run yep. where they can go to a bar or something. I don't know. I like seeing the turtles in bars. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and just have the robot tell them what's going on. Because there's so much exposition away from the turtles yeah. that they even come to this point and they don't really know. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. that. Like we know. We know. So we don't even think that they actually don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. Um, everyone else does. Yep. And we get to that as well. I mean, they, they finally found this transmat and all hell breaks loose, you know, and yeah. the turtles might be going, why do you care? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know. Anyway. But we've literally... I mean, talking about Talking Heads yep. and Frank Miller again. At least we're not in the studio. Yep. We're out. On um, location. Yep. Uh, news guy filling us in for if, if this is your first issue. Yeah. And and I do like how their activity in the city has, has a ripple effect. Yeah. Like, people have actually taken notice. The authorities have realised, ah, oh, hang on a second. And this is off from the previous issue as well. Yep. But it's escalated to, well, no one's answering the door. Yeah. Who are these guys? Yeah. Uh, let's get the cops in. Yeah. Well, SWAT, really. Yeah, and National Guard and everything. Got the mm. whole thing going on. Something's happening. Something's <laughs> happening. And that's when we get another really nice double-page spread mm. of just cosmic power shooting back down yeah over the face neck and chest of this building yeah um <laughs> but it's epic isn't it yeah like how cool is that and and you get the sense that your um your this issue is the you know season cliffhanger yeah you know? season finale man yeah like they're, they're pulling out the stops yep it's amazing to think story and art by kevin eastman and peter Laird, lettering by steve levine these guys did so much you know, yeah, and I, I love it. And yeah, that cosmic energy—that—that's Kirby. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Yeah, um, got the crackle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Um, and look, and and this is what's actually a better approach than having a talking head in a mm. new studio. Actually, having him on location, it makes it more interesting to read the um, exposition. This, I think, is a great partnership between Eastman and Laird because yeah. you can see exposition, but you can also see, yeah, like you said, the way that they're delivering it. And so even the panels get a little bit hectic. Yeah. And the camera angles, that's a yeah. Batman 66 Dutch angle, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you're still getting the um, the information across, but you're also doing it uh, in a dramatic dramatic way. Yeah, yeah. You can feel the tension. You can, you know what I mean? You can. And the threat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, then, but then the end of this page four, it's just funny that, yeah, there's explosions and stuff going on and he takes the time to, oh, yeah, I'm the news, Mr. Soldier Man. Can you fill us in? Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then God bless America. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's funny, man. But, yeah. you know, like, like we said, though, at least it's a more interesting way of doing it than just floating heads in a new studio, you know. I really like the design of this um this newsman yeah like that jacket is awesome yeah. and look all the creases and everything yeah, yeah. again great great detail for uh, a talking head scene yeah yeah definitely definitely mm. um and then we get to see what's going on inside the fucking t 
G C T C. I, I get confused between the cartoons and the movies and the comics, which which is which. But in the- we we covered this with the uh, TMNT. Um, uh, CG movie yeah. where there's, there's a crack over the sea. That's right. So it could be a sea if you want. So it, could could be be a, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so inside, in the transmagmograph, um, <laughs> transmagorifier, um, the Krangs have obviously reached out through space to try and find the turtles and yanked them back mm-hmm. with everyone who was in the general vicinity. So, you know, this is... I know I've said before, I would have liked to have a transmat, go yep. to another transmat, or yep. a Stargate to a Stargate, after weeks of listening to our... Because I do, I listen to these podcasts. I thought, well, kind of miss some slack. Because Star Trek, you have to get onto the thing to get transported somewhere else. Yeah, and that doesn't go to another... No, it doesn't go to another pad or mat they just beam me up scotty and scotty beams them up yeah yeah but in the ship they so technically you could be anywhere in the ship and beam off nah well, you could be anywhere in the ship and they could beam you onto that platform that's right yeah or from the platform yeah yeah so, so you could if you get on the platform and you go oh i'm busting for the toilet and, yeah. and then you're in the toilet you hope so yeah um yeah so that's how this works i guess but i i you know, this first word bubble, the retro search function of the translocation matrix was successful. We have them. So all you needed was, we have them. We have them. But I don't mind retro search function of a translocation matrix. Yeah, and also, let's, kind of cool. let's not forget, these are alien robots as well. Yeah. So their language doesn't have to be quite as flying. Even the first time we've met them, you know, back... Back in the day, it feels like so long ago since mm-hmm. we, um, yeah, they weren't talking smoothly like regular humans. So I can I can get it slide from the I can let it slide from the cranks. Oh no, I like this. Yeah, okay, right, right. I right. love match, Matrix. I love Retro. Yep. Um, and I buy it coming from robots with yep. brains in their stomachs yep. rather than the triceratops. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Um, and look, and that's a whole beautiful splash page again that you could, man. I would. I would love to get my hands on some of this original artwork yeah. and just frame it and stick it up in my wall. Especially these big, gorgeous splash pages with the smudgy grey. Or just print on newspaper. Yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. Fuck. But I do... I mean, so much work has gone into their, their body language as well. Like, look at Leo. Yeah. You know? Like, they're, they're shaken up. They're halfway through a fight. They don't know what's going on. Damn robot. Yep. Yeah. But no, great, great stuff. Set your weapons on stun and be ready for anything. I am. I'm getting a little bit more of a Star Trek vibe this time around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Jeez, um, oh what's next? I'm, I'm looking at this page and I can't even remember what it was about and I just read it a few days ago. I get, they're just talking about... Uh, Triceratons. What an unfortunate coincidence that we sent the turtles to a planet infested with those reprehensible saurians. Hmm... True, but the same coincidence. Okay, we know you're aliens enough. <laughs> Fortunately, our computers recorded the approximate direction and distance of the beam, as well as the particle makeup of the turtles. True, without that data, our search would have lasted forever. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. But then, you know, if they had the particle makeup of the turtles, that'd be pretty uh, specific and individual because they're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So that makes sense. But is that a question that needs answering? <sighs> I think to picky people it would be. Yeah, cool. I think if we went back to the two pages ago and they said, we've got them, 
<laughs> we got him back. We brought him home. Ow, That's all. Bro. I'd be like, I'd be like, yay, they're home. Uh oh, Trisonotons is with them. You know, but uh, I think you're right because this is now a science fiction audience, and yeah. you know, well, that's right. I mean, you yeah, even the fan see, boys. Yeah, what, what, what was that funny movie? That Star Trek ripoff movie, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah. yeah when they're like, you know, um, in episode four or nine, when you went to the hyperconflex to Mister Banist, and then really you went to the, you know what I mean? That's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And look, and look, you know what? And don't think I'm shitting on people like that because I remember writing as a teenager, writing a letter to Captain America when he he beat Crossbones and Captain America said, um, I've beaten as tough a villain, as tough of enemy as I've ever faced. And I was that guy going, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, if, if only I had glasses, man. Because, yeah, that, oh. that, this was like, you know, back in issue blah, 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 he yeah. fought blah, 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 and such and such and super soldier, blah, blah, blah. So who actually is the most powerful villain that he, yeah, the most toughest villain ever put it, yeah, stamped it, oh, sent shit. it off. Don't think, it, don't think it ever made it into the comic book. <laughs> Oh my god! And that was when comic books cost two dollars seventy five. You know how entitled. Love I it. No man, I know. So yeah, it just I'm glad I grew out of that because I'd be the worst nerd man. Like I would, I would rip shit to threads if I still had that kind of fucking attitude. Okay, so they're talking about they retrieve this extra floatsome three triceratons and a robot. Hmm. So they know who the triceratons are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the the the. the, the Earlier on this page, he says, oh, mm. we've got some of those fucking Saurians that infested the planet as well. Mm. I just love the... Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the artwork has just kicked into gear for me yeah. for this um, this episode. Yeah, yeah. Just the angles and everything. I think it's a little bit more because it's more dynamic. And yeah. It's I, not I think sitting com- around. And coming off last, last issue, which mm. we both agreed was pretty kick-ass with the Gladiator stuff. And, yeah. You know, that um, I think we're sort of... If you're reading straight from that to this, you're still on that high. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, And I yeah, definitely you was because it's in the graphic novel yeah. and you're just pounding through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so then the Triceratons are basically like, hey, what the hell? You know, you, you brought us here, blah, 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 blah. And then they start punching Krang's heads off. Yeah, because they're after the transmat. That's right, because they want to put that on the thing. As mentioned two issues ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put a bomb on it. And that's the thing. Like, I think because really the way they act and how violent these Triceratons are, it just doesn't vibe that they're so articulate and intelligent. Yeah. You know? Like, if they're a little bit more brutish, if they're a little bit rougher. But then again, having said that, I guess if we're going with Star Trek, who are the guys who are really big with the... Um, the Klingons. There you go. Same thing. And, and the Klingons, I think, uh, might have served... A bit of a inspiration for these guys. Yeah, very much. They got much. the ridges and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. And again, we are in the field of science fiction, so yeah, everyone's a diplomat. You know. Yeah, yeah. But again, with the transmat, um, they just want it for. Um, they want it to put a bomb on it and send the bomb to the human planet. Oh right. Did I miss that? No, it was a couple of... Well, to Earth? No, not to Earth. To the to the other human planet that they went oh, to. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The humanoids. Whatever that yeah. planet was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is what they did in Star- Stargate. Did they? Yeah, they popped a bomb Oh, the movie, Stargate. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Great movie. Translocation device and the transmat. Okay. 
Well, shit, good luck getting the translocation device and transmat. What are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to well, take it back? Especially when it's just three dudes. They're going to carry it back to their planet? But how? They need to use it to go back to their planet. How do you, how do you translocate well, they, a translocation well, no, device? No, they would bring their spaceship to take it. Okay. But the, he's not thinking that far ahead. Like you said, they're brutes. Mm. They're just like, we're going to kill everyone until we get this transmat device. I read this when I was a young'un, yep. and I, I never picked up that they set their beams on heavy stun yeah. when they're firing at a charging dinosaur. Yep, yep. I just thought they just blew them to bits. Yeah. Because that's a pretty violent image. Yeah, definitely. You know, Being and, shot from all angles. Yeah, which, which yeah, it's because it's, I, again, when I read it the first time around, I thought it was piercing through him. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, you're yeah. right, it is. It's coming from different angles. Yeah. So it's stunning the hell out of him, but really, it doesn't take much to push that over to, oh, no, he's, he's dead. Yeah. Especially yeah. since he's saying die. But especially since, um, you know, one of those electric things that cops use? Um, the tasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasers kill a person, so heavy stun's going to kill a person. Yeah. Well, look at what it does to Leonardo's blade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn you, honeycut. <laughs> so, yeah, everything And is then just we've got nuts. this another beautiful full page splash mm. with just that, that, that reflects the front cover almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got turtles fighting triceratons, throwing um, cranks, and again, the fugitoid in the middle of it being useless um <laughs> you could take samples of this and and blow it up like yeah. leo looks so cool there. yeah yeah you know what i assume is mikey up the top yeah yeah jumping yeah. onto the triceraton you know where's raf where's uh, don's probably hiding so, yeah. <laughs> now again cool i mean it's amazing to think that you know an artist is responsible for a layout of a panel you know it's it's like um when you have to storyboard a movie, some yeah. guy just pencils in stuff. And you think, oh, really? That's a job? Yep. Well, it's pretty bloody important because just look at the flow of, of the action here. Yeah, yeah. It's not random. There is actually a... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. You know, and depth to it as well. Check out that head yeah. at the front. And then we go all receding all the way into the yep. background. Love it. Um, look, and then we get two more pages of fighting <laughs> where they finally manage to beat the triceratons but also even though you know two pages of fighting it's again it's it's a little bit better than the um previous issues fighting in um the uh stadium yep because they're talking mm. you know they're, yep. they're conversing they're getting on with it and they're con- yeah it's great yeah and then with one triceraton left you get shot in the head stunned they're all dead they, they- or stunned. They're all dead. Or stunned. He's what he's saying is, the Krangs stunned them, and we killed them. <laughs> That's right. Because we're trained killers. They're all stunned. Now they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. If they had to sit the other one, they're all dead or stab stab or they're all stunned or stab 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 dead. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. And and really, so they've they. It's almost like, all right, let's deal with the, the bigger demon here. We got rid of the Triceratons. Great, but now we have to deal with these brain Terminator yeah. things. Now, what the hell is really happening around mm. here? Your perceptions, you credit, Leonardo. And here we go. <laughs> Exposition. Yeah, see, but again, it's 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 data from um, new, next generation Star Trek. Yeah. You know, um, and I think at this point it's kind of welcome because it's been how many issues since we've seen these guys? Yeah. 
So yeah, and all right, we're gonna lay out yeah everything on the table now. Yep, because they explain oh, and we had some help mm. realizing that you guys are good guys and how to get you back. Get you back. Get you back. Want you back for good. Whatever I said, uh, whatever I did, I, I didn't, didn't mean it. it. Oh Jesus! And here we go. And who was it? Dun, dun, dun. Master Splinter. A great big rat that you can trust. I didn't see that coming. Really? I thought it was going to be April. Really? Yeah, I I know it's stupid because it it makes perfect sense. It makes more sense than April, but I was expecting it to be April. But especially, it's not just you. (laughs) Leonardo, the leader of the group. Huh? (laughs) Who? The brains of the group. Who could possibly be talking to you who know us as well? Yeah, we only know two other people. (laughs) And one of them you've got... Oh! Oh, And one of them we (laughs) saw in the... Oh, of course. Uh, Um, But this is such a happy image. And again, man... I know I say it a lot, but I'd frame this thing and stick it up in my lounge room, man. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous image, man. And really, I mean, if you're a fan of the turtles, it's iconic. Yeah. I've always had a bit of an issue as to, is he standing? Or are they lifting or him or off the ground? Him? That's not great, because I think... Yeah, so I don't know. But whatever, they're all back together again. Nice. So now, through that simple action, we can... They now trust... And we do too. These these Terminator yeah. brain creatures. Yep. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I mean. Like, you don't need to go through pages of waffle to communicate that type of idea. Yeah. They've shown it in a very efficient and, um, you know, true way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, now what have we got? Now we've got, we got April trying to get on in there. And, you know, maybe for the cartoon that's what they decided like for these types of situations if she was a reporter she could get into these um troublesome areas yeah. much better than an out of work scientist yeah assistant yep yeah yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense uh look at this place blah 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 and anyway yeah so she has she has a talk with a soldier as well these so- soldiers are very uh yeah. loquacious if that's the right word. Sorry, you can't get in here. Really, please? Got some friends in there. Ah. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, what the, <laughs> what the heck? It's only an invasion from space. Yeah, I love it. Secret yeah. terrorist organization. So he's letting her slide yeah. in, but he's telling everybody else to move out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, that's right, because she wanted to get to her car. Yeah. It wasn't that I want to get in there to my friends. She says, I need to get my car. Whatever. Oh, that's good then. Um, and so, yeah, so then we, we have our happy reunion with Splinter. Damn, honeycut. Excuse me, might I be of some help? Just help. Yeah, just help. Just, help. just lift something. Just do it. You're not Clean up something. You're a, you're, a, you're a man. Yeah. You're a scientist. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and then at the bottom of this page, Splinter explains to them what happened way back in issue two with the Mausers. Mm. So he's filling the turtles in, right? Yep. So at least someone's filling the turtles in on something mm. instead of all this <laughs> all this information behind the scenes. Well, they're catching up. I yeah. like at the bottom of um, 17 how we've got this profile of one of the turtles. Yeah, yeah. And that really looks out from the movies. Like up to this point, yeah. they've had really sort of angular noses and things. Whereas here, they're really taking shape into, you know, the cartoon. Maybe this is because they know the cartoon's around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
but we're getting a little bit more fleshed out and rounded faces and bodies. I was thinking about what you were saying earlier, uh, like a couple of issues ago, about the turtles maturing physically throughout this run. Mm. I was looking at some Hellboy stuff. Yep. And to me, Hellboy is the opposite. You meet him in his prime. He's this fucking monster. And then the more you read it, the more slimmer he gets, kind of like an old man. Like, oh, you know, right. you know, like with Schwarzenegger, you know, how he yeah. used to be. <clears throat> and now you look at him and, it's, yeah, it's Schwarzenegger, he's still strong, but mm. he just doesn't have that round mm. <clears throat> that he is much more slimmer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In that sort of shape. Um, and I noticed that on Hellboy, and it made me think about what you were saying here about them growing to their prime, mm. whereas Hellboy, when you meet Hellboy, he's in his prime, and then through the you know, 30 years or something since he's been doing Hellboy stories. I don't know if it's a conscious thing or just subconsciously he's drawn him slimmer and slimmer. I guess maybe as an artist you want to just try different things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you get bored of it you just, and, and you're, you're refining it. So maybe that's what he was trying to do. He was, he was making him more into an investigator yeah. as opposed to a brute. Yeah, yeah. It's funny about Arnie because I started noticing that he just got more and more leather on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, I love him. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we get a flashback. Yep. We get a recap of issue two here. Yeah, basically for if you just tuned in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But ah, uh, but it's great because it's just, it's not just a one-sided story. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's excitement here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And um. Anyway, blah blah blah. A lot of. Just a lot of back and forth about, yeah, what happened, and then we got caught on the thing and went to space and blah, blah, blah. Just filling each other in, which, again, if this is your first issue, yeah, that's cool, but we just went through this. <laughs> but what's so great is we now get to answer the TCRI canister. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the only time we ever get an answer to this, I think. In so in the um, secret of the ooze, yep, you know they just have this canister of ooze that for some reason can mutate plants and animals. Yep, we never understand why it was developed. You know, it was yep. just sort of there. Um, the movie from Michael Bay's production team. Yep, same thing. We didn't really get to understand that, did mm. we? Again, it was at, in a company, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, that was <clears throat> that wasn't a canister so much though, was it? In that one, they, they were. What was it then? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. It's been so long since I watched it. They had Krang. They had Dimension X. They couldn't link it up with him. I'd have to watch him again, to be honest, man. I'm I'm not really sure. Anyway, so um, here we go. So we've got the aliens 20 years prior landing down on Earth. Yeah. Actually, it's a very interesting path they took with this uh, (laughs) Krang origin story in that, uh, yeah, we crashed here 20 years ago and we've just blended in with you humans pretending to be humans while we rebuilt oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> sorry guys drop the computer in the hummus again <laughs> so they, they say that they crash land yep but they they were coming to earth anyway yeah i think so yeah so they yeah. took up residence across the city with their with their um exosuits that survived the crash yep but they they took up some pretty shitty jobs all the shitty jobs. Yeah. They, these are literally brains. No one, yeah. No, no one thought to uh, get a job making Robocop or something. Yeah. You know, running the corporation OCP. Eventually we accumulated enough of your currency to buy a building. So, well, I think of, of several 
quicker and better ways to do that, buddy. But then again, they didn't want to get found out. So well, they took low-paying jobs. And, and there's a dozen of them. It's not like I'll ever accumulate enough currency to buy one of our human buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they were moving the last of our salvage from the ship into the city by a truck. It's peak rush hour, boom, boom, boom. Brakes can stop. Suddenly a young man leapt from the sidewalk to get Stan, Stan Lee, Lee out yep. of the way. Yep. Canister was jarred loose from the back of a truck and struck the boy on the head. Called an ambulance, blah, blah, blah. Never knew what became of the canister until your master solved the mystery. But then again, we still don't really learn what was in the canister and what it was all about. It was yeah. just stuff from the ship. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know why, but I thought there's a little bit more reference to... Um, Daredevil here. I thought they they more cleanly made that link between, um, you know, um, so I mean a blind it, man. It, it hit, but it hits the boy in the face. Oh, do you see that panel there? Struck the boy on the head. Okay, uh, in the first issue, when they first, well, in the first, I, I can't remember if it was the first or the second, where they talk about that, it shows it hit him in the side of the head near his eye. Ah, oh, nice. So. uh yeah. In Daredevil, did they ever say what that canister was? No. That's something to research, because yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll admit I'm not the most read up on Daredevil. In the movie starring Ben Affleck, um, it's toxic waste, and it gets, tw- like a like a vat gets torn open, yeah. and um, it sprays into his eyes. Yeah, but I wonder if the comics, if surely Stan came up with something. He'd have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this. You okay, Chet? Yeah. Oh, sorry about your turtles. Guess they wouldn't have survived the fall. Yeah. Hey, Don't worry, we'll get four new ones. Hey, my little son. Look, I know you love those turtles, but there's no way their shells didn't crack open and their gizzards aren't spread all over the floor down there, probably being eaten by a rat or a yeah. cat or maybe a crocodile by now. Um, they're 100% your pets, what you loved so very much, and we just picked out for your birthday. They're definitely dead. And if um, they're not dead, they'd be wishing they were. Yeah, so... Uh, Fuck it. Let's get you some more. <laughs> next next birthday. Hashtag parenting done right. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Chet. Yeah. Oh. So then, yeah, it's a complete rehash yeah. um, to date. <clears throat> but again, really great layouts. Really. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, this panel with Splinter and the Turtles, that just is reminiscent of the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. As we said back in that movie episode, man, they, they literally just ripped scenes from these from these comics mm. and stitched them together you know like for that very first movie you yeah know? yeah absolutely and that's why i had trouble with the first movie coming off of the cartoon show yep. because really if you were a fan of these comic books you would have loved the movie straight off the bat yeah whereas i had a little bit of trouble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so these brains these uh what do we call them krangs they're not krangs though are they yeah uh, i don't think they are we call them krangs in the um in the new movie, uh, in the new series, I'm really? sure they're crazy. Okay. Anyway, so they've been able to talk to their planet for a while. So, you know, they, they stayed on to observe the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, and look, and then basically, you know, we're all happy. <laughs> yeah. We're all happy. We could finish the issue right there. We've learned everything. Turtles are happy. Krangs are happy. Splinter's happy. But outside. Yes. And uh, because of the big flash of light from the previous issues. The military's coming in. They're shooting rocket launchers. 
Next page? Yep. Oh, right. Sorry, I got a bit ahead of us, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The military starts shooting rocket launchers at the building. So it's basically all systems go to repair the transmat to yep. get the hell out of Dodge. Because so the military's coming. Love these military shots. Look at that bazooka. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, just the comic bookiness of it, but also the detail. Yeah. Like yeah. the fire coming out of the back to thing and, you know, shoom. I love it. I mean, I always knew with comic books you'd get more and more realistic and Photoshop would play more of a part, all that. But when a comic book is celebrating its comic bookiness, love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now now what we've got is a ticking clock, mm. right? In that we need to get this thing built before these army guys come in and shoot them and kill us all. Because mm-hmm. we're set to stun, but earth guns don't set to stun. I don't know if I don't know if everyone out there knows this or not. You can't set earth guns to stun. It's funny though, isn't it? Their stun looks pretty brutal. So I'm sure their stun for a triceratop would would be fine against a human. <laughs> I um I completely forgot about this security system. Yeah, I love it because it's so so neat. And and again, it's um, minimalism. It, it yep. reminds me of the mouse design, but also of Men in Black. You know, like they had a really cool. Would you call it Art Deco yeah, design? Yeah. Yep. Uh, futuristic, retro future. Retro future. But yep. also no more or no less for what you need these things to do. Yeah. Which is to pop out of the wall, grow some sprouts, very Cthulhu. Start blasting. Start blasting. Yeah, I got a very. Um, although these are very miniature, I got a War of the Worlds Absolutely. tripod vibe <laughs> from them. Because um, yeah, you're right. There's only three legs. Yeah, which again is very utilitarian. We've got one job to do: climb out this wall, blast people. Yeah. Do you think? Do you reckon they're stunning those humans? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was These, hoping oh, someone... no, wow. Lieutenant, you won't believe this, but... These, These men, men aren't, aren't wounded. wounded. So, Krangs are actually the nicest space monsters in the world. They're Utrons. Ut- Utrons? Yeah, Utrons. Okay. They're not Krang. Where does Krang come from? Because I reckon... That, I reckon Krang came from the cartoon. Yeah. And then when they did the CG TV series, they, they called, called the Utrons the Krang. Yeah, singular. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why, I mean, and we'll get into it when we get more and more into all of this, but it's just, um, it just re-feeds onto itself until it's, uh, it, it gets a little bit confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is all awesome. Again, this is a firefight. It's really, really clean. You know, you've got... Uh, an enemy, and yep. then, well, you got two, I guess, from where, your point of view. Yep, yep. But it's very easy to follow, and it reminds me of those hallway um, laser fights in A New Hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. the stormtroopers, we're here. Boom, yeah, we yeah, for sure. They're really easy to follow. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, and again, you know, we we, we talked about um, the ticking clock that the... Utrons, what did you say? Utrons. Utrons. Ultrons. Ultrons? No, Ultrons Marvel. Age of Ultron. Yeah, right. I reckon Utrons. Utrons? Yeah. I don't know. Someone's probably screaming at their, <laughs> their iPod. Hi, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and I love now that we get... They're escaping. So they've, they've, they've turned the transmat on. Um, it's, again, blasted a thing through the top of the, the building yep. for all the world to see. And we've seen this in any sort of Marvel movie or DC movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool movie. Ghostbusters um, movie. Yeah, well, TMT had it too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But just these little brains just squiggling onto the it's, it's awesome. The robots just sit down and then the brains are like, that's it, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. But they're like little baby turtles rushing to the yeah. ocean. Yeah, so cute. 
Um, and the turtles at this point, though. Mm. Are the turtles like, what the fuck? You said you'd get us out of here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about us, you know? Yeah. But it's funny, too, because the turtles, previous to this page anyway, was talking about, like, oh, darn it, I feel so useless. It's like... Why don't they help those little laser bots? Yeah. Like, why don't yeah. they start doing their own ninja shenanigans? Yeah. You know, they could have done that, but not. They're just passive observers. Just waiting for someone to save them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Page 33, I quite like the pencil or the ink yeah. shading here. Because yeah. usually we get the duotone, but no. But now, yeah, to reflect the light, the, the shading is just perfect for, the, like, the, the Kirby energy hap- happening just off panel sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you said you'd beam us out first to any place in New York we wanted to go. What happened? And then the crank's like, fuck you, buddy. It's like, wait a minute. A minute ago, you guys were the nicest aliens in the world. Now you're the biggest dicks in the universe. Oh, now they're saying, quickly follow us. No time to explain. Trust us. <laughs> no way. We don't want to go to your world. But, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a choice. Yeah. And again, this time, oh man, look at this, you know, the way that they've done the layout for the remaining pages of getting on the transmat, yeah. you really feel like you're a part of it. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. You're amongst it. Yeah. You're not watching from a distance, yeah. And I would say that's a very modern technique, you know. Yeah. Um, we see that a lot in modern day sort of, well, when I say modern day, me in the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where you're amongst it, the cameras in there, you know, and, and we're only really focusing on the forefront rather than the background. Yeah. You know, like um, some science fiction is trying to show everything off all the time. Yep. Whereas here, we're, we're a soldier arri- arriving at yeah. Normandy, you know? Something. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point, man. Mm. Um, so they jump on the trans-hazmus groffiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, just in time for the cops to come in, the army to come in. All right? Yep. And then we've got April... You know, at home watching the news, trying to figure out where everyone is, you know, still lamenting for her new friends because she obviously doesn't have any real friends. Nope, they haven't had Tinder yet. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting that um, she hasn't got a family or friends. I mean, I know we we understood her dad died, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's got no friends. Um, and that's funny, isn't it? Because I thought with her smooth-talking the, um, you know, the soldiers who was trying to get in here... Yeah. No, she just want to go home and go hang home. out on the couch. Like all of us. See, she, she she's like Generation X, dude. Yeah. Our generation, where it's like, what, you want us to quarantine? Fuck, we've been wanting to do that for our whole freaking lives. Yeah. So she just wanted to go home and watch some TV. You know, turtles or no turtles. Yep. Oh, dear. And, and we end it with a uh, talking head. It's a bit of a debrief, really. Yeah. You know? Really just to fill April in on any, everything. But it's good for us too because we learned that the whole place collapsed into itself yep, before they yep. could find anything. Yeah, right. Yep. Everyone survived. There's Our boys no... just made it out in time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they were unconscious as well. Yeah. So even though they were unconscious, they got out on time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and how did that work, officer? Um, next question. <laughs> yeah, that's right. or, or, or if you're Trump, you are rude. Next question. Do you do you remember the Simpsons where Mr. Burns? Oh, I, I think it's the grandfather Simpson is telling a story about King Kong and and he reimagines it because he goes well I haven't really I haven't lived a great life but I've watched a lot of movies <laughs> so he just retells King Kong for the kids <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're all populated with you know characters from the Simpsons yeah then you then you see them that they've gassed King Kong he's unconscious <laughs> and um, they have to get him onto the ship yeah 
And then Mr. Burns just goes, if you want something done right, you're and he rolls up his sleeves, fade to black, fade to New York, and, and King Kong's up in chains. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was hilarious until I saw the new version from, um, you know, the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. And they did the same thing. They knock him unconscious, fade to back, fade to, we're in New York. It's yeah. like, how'd you get him onto the yeah. ship? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yep. we got the talking head saying, all right, so in summary, no casualties, minor injuries, total destruction of the CR- TCRI building, the crisis is over. Um, and then, you know, having read this again, I thought, oh my God, so the Turtles and Splinter and the Ultrons, or whatever their names are, they're, um, they're going back to, the, to their home planet, yep. right? No, they, they've ended up in the bathroom of... She hears a noise in the bathroom and they're all in the bath in a... Three Stooges comical scene, mm. all fitting in the bath. Da 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 da. Um, Those turtles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they have a the end there the on end. page thirty-seven. So, so that's the end of Saga One. I guess. You know it what would I mean? Be. Like that would be your book one. Mm. You know, Welcome to Turtle Town, or whatever you wanted to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that either shows great restraint because I would have assumed they would have now gone onto the Utron planets or whatever they're called. Yeah. We'd have more wacky adventures, but they weren't, oh, no, no, no. let's just have this let's transmat working away. They can send half one, the people to yeah. space and the other half to the toilet. It's like, how does the snap work with yeah. the gauntlet? Yeah. Oh, you just have to sort of it's think uh, about it. And, science, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And, and really, this was a, just a, such a well illustrated issue you know it felt epic and even in a bathtub it's so detailed yeah it's awesome yeah it's great so what have we okay so that's where my reprint issue ends Mm -hmm. what have we got after that in your copy i don't think this is a reprint i think this is the The original yeah yeah. i think it is and so um i think just a couple more advertisements so that first one said catch donatello in his one shot yeah yeah so we've missed a one shot we need to catch up so this is... Have you read this one? Uh, it's fun. Look, I, some time ago, but I need to have another read of it, yeah. And it really, really pays homage to Kirby. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good. Yeah, and I think there's things in here that you'll know of different um, comics and cartoons coming out of it. Okay. Because it's a gauntlet. Infinity gauntlet. Yeah. No, okay, cool, cool. Well, they actually say they're a special tribute to... Oh, nice. Yeah. No, that's nice. Yeah. Um... And then we've got the big pinup of uh, Cerberus. Mm, and we saw I, this we, last we saw, time. Yeah, I was just going to say, we did, didn't we? So they're really, really pushing Cerberus the Aardvark. What? Yeah, so, I always pronounce story it. Story and Turtles by Eastman Laird, Cerberus Art and Dialogue by Dave Sim, with yeah. tone, tones by Gerard X over. That's crossover. <laughs> we published in TMMT number eight. That's the next one. And yep. we'll be shipping the second week in July, so don't miss it. Yep. Thing is, though, like you've said before, so this comic book is going to be Eastman Laird, but the character of Cerebus? C- C- I always pronounce it wrong. Cerebus. What do you say? I say Cerberus. Oh, right. But it's Cerebus. Okay. Um, is, is drawn by, I, I'm assuming, is the creator? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dave, Sims, Dave Sims. He's the creator, yeah. Is that odd to have a comic book where, you know, like, Two people have done the comic book and left a patch, and you have to sketch it in with your character. Um, as far as I'm aware, mm. you, you either just draw it or you don't. You suck it up and do um, it. The, the, the Goon Hellboy crossover. Yeah. Mike Mignola drew two um, intro pages 
Eric Powell did the majority of the issue, and then Mike Mignola did the two end oh, pages. Right. And it was, it was actually set up really good that it was almost like because he's investigating this empty old house, mm. and then you see a spanner, and then it just hits him in the head, and he's like, ah. Oh. And then it's sort of the same panel, but in the other guy's style, in Eric Powell's style, and he opens his eyes, and he's in this weird, this weird cartoon oh, world. Cool. And <clears> it sort of plays out that it's like Alice in Wonderland. You know, yeah. and then at the very end of that episode, of that issue, he gets hit in the head again, and he wakes up back in Mignola's style in this place, and he's like, "What the hell?" That's cool. <laughs> so I, that's I, um, that one, yeah. I actually love the Alien comic books, and so after watching Aliens, you go, "Oh, I want more of that." And so what they did is they did a um, you know comic book sequel yep. to the first movie. Yeah, right. And uh, it, and it started off the Dark Horse, you know, crossovers between Predator and Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one issue, just for whatever reason, had different art on each panel, and it was just so gimmicky yeah. and confusing. Mm-hmm. And from memory, I don't think they fed into the mechanics of what was happening in yeah, that issue. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. They can do that. Yeah, but actually, and that's another thing. As I said, I was looking at some um, Mike Mignola art this week as mm-hmm. well. And um, X-Force number eight... Back in 1991, I want to say, yep. um, Rob Liefeld, he, uh-huh. he was the artist on X-Force, right? Shit. Can you say that? Artist? Well, yeah, that's the thing, man. Back then, he was the reason you're buying the book, mm. you know? And so, and, and again, in this issue, it's a flashback story. So um, Rob Liefeld writes the first two, uh, draws the first two pages, yeah, right. and then they go into a flashback, and you've got Mike Mignola drawing the majority of this issue. Oh, wow. And then at the end of that, when he comes back into reality again, you've got Rob Liefeld doing the last two pages. And it's funny, man, like having matured into comic books, I have the opposite feeling now to what we did back then. Yeah. Because you're buying it for Liefeld and you're like, yeah, okay. And then you buy page three, you're like, what's this shit? It's, <laughs> it's Mignola, yeah, you know, yeah. drawing as, you know, you look at it now and you're like, he is still so brilliant even in his early days. Yeah. But back then you're like, where's all the cross hatching? Where's all the pouches? Yeah, yeah. where's all the, yeah. I don't want feet. Yeah, yeah, you know. What's, what's with all these uh, uh, black shadows instead of cross hatching sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and then that was the same thing. And then That's Rob nice. Liefeld did the, the other two issues. And uh, That's what I want to experience with oh, Sorry, Sandman. other two pages, yeah. You know, I want, to, I want to read Sandman and feel like, oh, I get it now. Mm. I'm now over the university bump that I'm of that type now that I can get into Sandman. Yeah. And I've stayed away from Sandman. I haven't, I haven't dug in yet because I've always found it really boring. But I hope I've, I yeah, can get okay. into it more. Yeah, look, I, I, th- I just think I never outgrew the fun of superheroes yeah personally you know that like the stuff like sandman i was just like oh that's obviously you know people who read graphic novels mm-hmm. and they don't read comic books and they don't do drugs they eat mushrooms they eat, yes they yeah. eat mushrooms and uh yeah yeah exactly Not that we do drugs no, no. <clears throat> hey alcohol hey, alcohol's a friendly drug nom 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 mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was just my teenage approach. Just like, oh, these people think they're so much better than yeah. us. Fuck their Sandman. Fuck their Neil Gaiman. That's what I got to. And, and also, I just I just didn't see the stakes. I didn't see the points. Mm. I sort of waffle on a bit. I didn't, you know. And But that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, being immortal. Yeah. What do you do with that? I had a teacher back in. I think I said this before and you immediately went, oh, I bet you did. But, um... <laughs> Who, who said he loved Silver Surfer. Yeah. And I never could connect with Silver Surfer because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a bit the same with um, Sandman. Yeah. He's pretty much immortal, impenetrable, and he's, um, he, you know, 
it's, it's a little bit too out there for yeah. me. And so I think like Sandman, um, Silver Surfer, Man Thing, Swamp Thing, it's all existentialistic, yep. yeah. sort of angst. And, um, you know, I mean, even like, I, I guess it can be done. I mean, I, Anne Rice did how many books in the vampire, yeah, yeah. you know, chronicles, and that's looking into immortality yeah. and larger than life scope. But wasn't for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, and yeah, I agree with you as well. The whole existential, you know, approach to comic books that came from this um, in, in, import, importation, yeah, of of you know English. UK writers, um, and yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm all over Swamp Thing these days. Like mm. I I love it, and I do it, and that's what I love about Swamp Monsters and Muck Monsters is it's always about you know, the people who have become these monsters and, you know, all this sort of stuff that I really like and relate to now. But, yeah, as a teenager, I was like, fuck off with your wanky shit. Yeah, but it, it was funny because like, as teenagers, we're we're not at that stage that you can really be nihilistic yet. You haven't experienced anything to make you go, is this it? Is this everything? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then to be despondent about your lot in life because, like, well, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know, I haven't experienced heartache and disappointment yeah. and, and nine to five career. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. But now I have. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. And so, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're, you know, and in terms of ni- late 1980s um, comic media, they're pimping the Cerebus crossover. Yeah. So I tried reading a Cerebus comic book. Yeah, I never... And- uh, the only Cerebus comic I ever read was when he guest starred in a Spawn comic book. Oh, okay. And again, I'll have to have a look because now that you mention it, I think he yeah. was drawn by Dave Sims in that book, whereas McFarlane drew... I'll have to double check it. I've got I wouldn't it be surprised if he did because um, Todd McFarlane, bless him, with Image Comics, yep. they really tried to do character-owned IP for these comics which later on would, would cause conflicts because yeah. they'd have falling out and they'd suffer for that as opposed to Marvel and DC who owned everything. Yeah. Which, you know, rightly or wrongly, um, from, a, from a layman's point of view, doesn't muck up with your characters. Yeah. I feel like the only people that came out of Image, the original Image, mm. unscathed was McFarlane with Spawn and um, Eric Larson with Savage Dragon. Yeah, right. Nothing else really... Did Savage Dragon start with at Image? Yeah, yeah. It was it was the same as you know the Spawn and the mm. Young Blood and you know all those other um, initial Image books. Yeah, right. Uh, and I I, I feel like those two are the only ones that really stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. I like this issue. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought the first one was uh, well, the previous one's meandering and either had to be ironed out a bit or ended. Yep. And this was a great ending. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. You know, as I said at the start, you know, everything led to this, and now we're back home. We finished the grand adventure number one. Well, two really, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. the first one was all ninja rific. Yeah, and then this is like, what are we doing now? Oh my god! Yeah, but what the first ones though? It's like it's kind of like, <sighs> yeah, no, that's a bad metaphor. I was going to say like, you know, you have your Pirates like, of the Caribbean. Yeah, right. And then you have Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. Yep. And then you have more. You know, what, what, and that, that's when you start telling the deeper story. Oh, I get But you. it's a bad metaphor because that's not what actually happens with those 
Pirates of Caribbean movie. So no. what I'm saying is the first few issues was really them finding their feet, introducing the characters, and then this was the actual first... Yeah. Oh, okay, first long-form story yeah. arc. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I... Bang, we met the Turtles, we killed Shredder. Bang, yeah. we've got Baxter Stock when we meet um, April... Oh, yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. Third issue. What was the third issue again? Um, well, pretty much this, isn't it? Missing Splinter, going for a bit of a jog, finding TCRI and breaking in. Yeah, yeah. 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 It all, it all steamrolled. Yeah. But, um, okay, that's good, because I forgot about the mouses, because otherwise I would have thought, oh, <clears throat> here's some turtles, ninjas, and the bad guy, they're dead. Next... Oh, you want more? Oh, God! Oh, crap. Yeah. So the mouses was a good progression, yeah. and then we went into this. Yeah. But as good as this is, I think it's still dancing. Yeah. And it's still padding. Yep. Because we really want to find out, hang on, where did the foot come from? You know? Yeah. Why are they in America? Yeah. All those types of things. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, so um, so that's, a bit, that's it for today, guys. We next... Okay. Now, here's the thing. I've been going through trying to find the easiest way for you guys to buy the issues that we go through. Mm. Okay. Now, I finally found a trade paperback that has the Cerberus Aardvark crossover. Yeah, right. But then, because it goes to eight, and then it goes to ten, and it misses nine, right? Mm. Which is the first issue that Eastman and Laird didn't touch that they just paid someone to do all out. Oh. So this trade back, so we need to discuss whether we'll just go through this next trade paperback because then there's a trade paperback at the end that picks up all the random issues mm. or if we're still going consecutively, but I'll put the links in for which trade paperback you need yep. or that sort of thing. So look, next issue is going to be eight for sure. Mm. So we're going to look at this crossover with Cerberus. Um, so I'll have a link in there because the only way I can figure out how you can buy this comic is through this trade paperback. Yep. Again, pretty cheap for what you're getting as far as a digital comic. Um, and then we'll discuss whether we go on to nine, which is a different trade paperback, and then back to ten, which is back in this trade paperback. You know what I mean? I think follow it. Yeah. We're doing this. Let's so do just numerically. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. So that's what we'll do next week. Cool. At least that's what we know. Next week, Ninja Turtles vs. Cerberus. Uh, Cerebus. Yep. And um, we'll go from there. So any uh, closing comments, Luke? No, just that I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I'm looking forward to, you know, the first, the first what do you call it, uh, first chapter in the next saga. Mm. So, yes. so, so to speak, yeah, the second story arc. And um, you know why? I've just remembered. Renee. Time-traveling Renee. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Okay, yeah, that's going to be really fun. Okay, guys, so uh, listen, whatever app you're listening to this on, you can review us, you can subscribe, all that sort of shit. Give us a review. If you go to the anchor.tv website, you can leave voicemails. Okay, so if you've got some feedback, leave us some voicemails. We, we may even play that shit, man. Yeah. You might even be famous to the nine, to the other eight listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear a voice, mate. I, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And even if it's one of those Turtle Boy Sports guys giving a shit, yeah, we play that shit. I want to hear the high-pitched squeaks. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear the fucking... Anyway, um, so yeah, um, jump in the Facebook group, fucking review, subscribe, all that shit. I make comics. Luke makes another podcast called TheMovieClub.net. And uh, yeah, guys, so anyway, thanks for listening and... Uh, 
be good to each other. This was a Turtle Boy podcast.